It's time for the Chewing the Fat podcast with Rex and Paul. That's Rex Nelson, who's senior editor and columnist for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and who writes the food blog Southern Fried, and Paul Austin, who is the former executive director of the Arkansas Humanities Council, talking about Arkansas food, festivals, and folks. Another edition of Chewing the Fat with Rex and Paul. I'm Rex. And I'm Paul. Rex, last night was a fantastic event at well, the Arkansas Food have, Hall of Fame. We have made it through our third annual Arkansas Food Hall of Fame event. Now, to tell you the interest in only its third year that this has generated, we this year got nominations from all 75 counties. There were 650. 50 total nominations. That's 200 more than last year, and it's more than double from two years ago, which was our first year. Which makes, That's how this thing is growing. Which makes the committee's job very hard. But, Rex, all this stuff is fine. Winner's fine. Uh, nominee, that's great. Let's get to the important things. You know, if you're watching the Oscars, the first two hours is the red carpet. Right. What people are wearing. So now... I was wearing last night a uh, Jewel Johnson design sport coat from Van Atkins in Walnut Ridge. From Van Atkins, yeah. I like it. And I think you were wearing a Mayhorn. Is that well, what you were wearing? Well, I'm like the guy from State Farm. <laughs> I always have my khakis on, of course. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you wearing, khakis? <laughs> khakis. Just like right. the ad. So, I was in my usual usual outfit. Was in, yeah. I thought an interesting fashion show, didn't uh, you? Think? On the red carpet. Oh, I love getting all the food people together, though. Those are those are our kind of people, Paul. And the turnout was fantastic. Oh, and the great enthusiasm. Crowd. I always worry nobody's going to show. No, that's not the problem. Great crowd. Now, we do one category that we call people's choice, and we let the plebeians decide on that one yes. rather than we experts. Yeah, right, uh, exactly right. The experts do the rest of it. Right. But the people's choice was a good one. It's, it's a place here in Little Rock called Honey Pies Gourmet Bakery and Cafe. And you they, ever had a pie from there? I have. They're good. Very good. And yeah. they received the most... Yeah, most votes most from the votes. public yeah. in that category, yeah. and it's just one. So uh, they, they received the most there. Now for the juried awards. That, <laughs> that sounds good, doesn't it? That's what my script like said that. here. It yeah. made us sound important. Yeah. I never knew we were a jury. I didn't either, but we'll take that. Yeah, yeah a- a- absolutely. All right, there are 13 of us on the Arkansas Food Hall of Fame committee, and so we have to really come down to a short list. And so let's start with the gone but not forgotten category. We had 36 nominees. We had to narrow those down to five finalists, and then we just picked picked one. So you only get one in this category. Now, here are our five finalists. First of all, Kloppenbach Bakery, favorite of both you and me, opened back in 1975 down in Fordyce, (laughs) And if you were going to South Arkansas, my wife would make me go out of the way to go through Fordyce and get her raisin bread. Now, it's been closed since 2011, but eight years after its closing, people still have very still fond memories of wonderful. that bakery. You know, it was a good bakery because you could smell it all over town. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just unbelievable. In an old brick building oh, downtown, yeah. classic yeah. location. But it was one of those situations where when the the folks that started it retired, the kids were lawyers and judges and oh, yeah. they weren't going to do that yeah one of one of the sons is a judge down there and just you think about operating a bakery paul i'm talking six seven days a week yeah. of getting in what are 3 a.m or so oh you yeah, get i'm in sure there yeah yeah ready for the breakfast crowd have everything baked got to be able to handle yeast and what if your bread doesn't rise huh. and all that stuff huh. just a nightmare yeah hate it when that happens all right so that was our first of our finalists. Our second finalists, for those of us here in central Arkansas of a certain age, great memories, La Scala, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. La Scala, Cavanaugh Boulevard up in Hillcrest. You could go in there and eat, and then you could fall off into the afterthought for some <laughs> live music afterwards. Right. But Wally Geringer was the guy there, his staff. That was great Italian food. And I, I would dare say, during part of the 80s and part of the 90s, uh, when La Scala was really at its height, you'd be hard-pressed to find a restaurant that was more popular in Little yeah, Rock right. at that point. You know, Jan's father, Chuck Gervasini, retired. Ah, good Italian name. Good Italian yeah. name. Retired Navy chief and then retired Merchant Marine and moved to uh, Central Arkansas to be with his kids. And uh, he said, if you're over 70 and sober, 
you have more dancing partners that he called it the afterthoughts. <laughs> the afterthought, yeah. Afterthoughts, he would call it. The you can shake a stick at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I the bet. afterthoughts. Yeah, his yeah. favorite haunt. We uh, we first uh, we first moved back from Washington D.C. Melissa and I in 1989, and the afterthought was was still going strong there. And so Melissa and I would occasionally eat at La Scala and then go over to the afterthought and. Uh, she she loved the music over there even as a even as a younger couple. Did you but, dance, Rex? No, we did not I dance. Okay. And and you are right about that. The people who were dancing in there tended to be much older than we were at the time. <laughs> yeah, a certain yeah. age demographic. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but you know Melissa's favorite entertainer in there, as far as a vocalist, we'd hear some good jazz bands too. But as far as a vocalist. Uh, was uh, Deborah Mathis, who was a KATV anchor at really? the time. Really? Yeah. Deborah was a great performer. No kidding. Yeah. Did you ever hear her? No, I never oh, heard her. Oh, no. man, she was talented. I guess she's in D.C. She could, now. Yeah, she could have had a recording contract. No kidding. major recording contract. I'll be there. Now, you'll remember when Bill Clinton was elected president in 92 then, Gannett uh, had owned the Gazette. The Gazette closed. Deborah went to Washington, D.C. Right, uh, to right. cover and became a nationally known journalist. But again, she could have been a, I mean, a recording contract type vocalist. She was very, very good. Yeah, that was Melissa's favorite, was Deborah Mathis on KATV. (laughs) But, you know, La Scala and the Afterthought, that was just kind of the place for a certain period to see everybody who was anybody. Can't imagine them ever going away. Yeah, and And there are certain people you'd see every night in there. Uh, the late, great Leroy Donald, for instance, the old Gazette writer. Yeah, right. uh, Leroy was always in the afterthought. Not sure he didn't live in the afterthought yeah, now yes, that I think yeah. of it. All right, so we got Clappenbach, we got La Scala. Now let's go up to your new home in northwest Arkansas, mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. classic. Mary Maestri's 1923 yeah. is when Mary Maestri began serving spaghetti, tortellini, all those great Italian dishes. Uh, they later moved that to Springdale from Tiny Town, but I'll always associate Mary Maestri's with Tiny Town. Yeah, it it was a classic. Yeah, it really was. Venetian, a luckily, still going. We put them in the Hall of Fame a year ago. Yep. Mary Maestri's <laughs> gone, but certainly not forgotten. Certainly not forgotten, yeah. Yeah, great but one. How long has, has she been closed? I mean, it's been some time. Uh, several years, yeah. 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 yeah, several years, and it's gone now, which is just a real shame. There are just certain brands I think somebody should try to put bring back with the old recipe and one that you always hear that's coming back and it never does but it's our next finalist here back here in central arkansas the shack barbecue yeah you keep uh, and how many people claim they have the original shack sauce recipe have the sauce there are multiple people and all their recipes are different so who knows who was the old food writer for the gazette from helena Richard Allen. Richard Allen, I think he published one of the so-called shack shack recipes. recipes. Yeah. 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 Created a debate. No, that's not really it. Yeah. But somebody keeps claiming, and I think think I'm right. I think is it HB's or JR's? HB's is probably as close to the shack in my opinion. There's some connection, family connection or something to it. Yeah. But uh, now that was just such a classic. It's last location. Was it third in victory, right. uh, where the Arkansas Teacher Retirement System building is now, right across the street from what's now Cottoms in the city, was originally uh, one of the first TGI Fridays, TGI Fridays in the country. Yeah, yeah right. the original Fern Bar in Little Rock. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Again, for those of us of a certain age, it was a hot spot, wasn't that's, it? Yeah. That's when you could have supper at the open uh, bar, open uh, yeah. uh, happy hour. Yeah, well, liquor, but the drink was still pretty new to Arkansas Brandon, at the time. Yeah. yeah. But across the street was the original shack. Now, when I was in Washington in the 80s, I would come back during the August recess. I would come back during the Christmas break, and I'd usually take a week off, but I'd work a week out of the newsroom just so I was more than a byline. They could put a face to the name. And so I'd try to do uh, like a, a feature story or something while I was back. Well, one year when I was back, I decided to spend the day with former Governor Orville Faubus. And uh, he, um, uh, he was selling one of his books, as usual. You know, that's what Orville did in his later years. But the biggest part of that day was spent, he had a regular table there at the shack, at, the shack, yeah. at Third and Victory. And yeah. we sat at his table, and everybody came by, knew the governor, you know, and spoke to him. Yeah, classic Big. political hangout. Oh, absolutely. Walking yeah. distance from the Capitol. Yeah. yeah. 
So that was another of our gone but not forgotten category. And this one, Paul, because we went very often on in just recent years on our excursion, and this will bring a tear to our eye, and it's Uncle John's in Crawfordsville. Yeah, just a crying shame. Oh, opened in 1984. John and Lucille Marconi, true Delta Italians over there, authentic Italian recipes, and it burned down last yeah. year, and they're not they're not, not gonna, building it back. You could go into Crawfordsville, and you know what? It, it, it's not a lot. Not a lot going on in Crawfordsville, but there was this lovely right little oasis in an old and building. You'd go in there, and uh, you know, it had pictures of the Pope on the wall and yeah. Italian flags, and just fantastic. Yeah, really traditional Italian American Delta cuisine, and you know, our friend uh, Tom DeBlack, who evidently yeah. is a is a bread pudding aficionado, says it was the best bread pudding. Outside of New Orleans. Outside certainly. of New Orleans, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, once a year, you know, we've got this tradition started now. Uh, these uppity PhD-type historians mm. that we sometimes right. uh, hang out yeah, with. reluctantly. Uh, on the Thursday night before the Arkansas Historical Association meeting starts, we will take them to yes. an out-of-the-way yeah. great restaurant and the year the meeting was in West Memphis, that was our choice. We went to Uncle, Uncle, John. John, Uncle John's exactly right. in Crawford. Three or four years ago. Yeah. 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 Just a yeah. great place. And it, it really, really was. And I, you know, it was in an old building, and they even had a vacant lot next door that they'd strung the lights so that oh, it yeah. Yeah. kind of reminds you of uh, eating out in Rome. Absolutely. But ah. uh, gone but not forgotten. Gone but not forgotten. So those were our finalists, and our winner was. Klappenbach Bakery of course, in yeah. Fort Ice. Great choice. And Mrs. Klappenbach was there and truly touched. Just genuinely touched. It was, you know, they they set this thing up so now it's kind of like the Oscars. Judge Mark Klappenbach <laughs> brought her last right. night. Yeah. And he's not uh, going to get up at 3 in the morning and bake bread. No, no, he's the judge <laughs> yeah. now. We've yeah. got to treat him with the proper respect. But she was genuinely I refer to him as your honor. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, yeah, Lee Klappenbach was there, and uh, what a nice night. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great thrill for her. So gone but not forgotten. Again, we didn't do that the first year. We started that category last year, and it's it's one that Who won it last year? Uh, if you hadn't asked me, I'd have told you. It'll it was, come back. I'll, I'll spit it out. Yeah, forgotten. Gone <laughs> but yeah, forgotten. For, gone and forgotten, yeah. yeah. I shouldn't have asked. Yeah. Well, exactly. it was uh, really, uh, I'm glad we did it last year. And so, <laughs> well, this was the second year for it, and we did, did do Kloppenbox this year. All right. Let's, moving right along, our food themed event. Now, to be eligible for this, an event must be held every year. It's got to be annual in Arkansas. Got to have a history of at least five years. Now, this wasn't a, fi- this wasn't a problem. Our five finalists this year, Paul, had a combined 345 years among the five of them. That's amazing. Isn't it? Old, famous <laughs> Arkansas festivals. Now, you know, we have after, after the first year, I thought, you know, are we going to run out of food theme events and end up having you know, 49 my nominees uh, this year? My mother's Christmas party is one of them. <laughs> exactly. But no, we've got a lot of really good events that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame yeah. years to come. Yeah. Yeah, 49 nominees. Here are your five finalists, and again, in alphabetical order. And, Rex, let me just point out that the committee, the work we have to do is take 49, all deserving, grueling. and and uh, end up with five finalists. It, it is absolutely grueling work. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we're takes it takes a lot of my personal retirement time to go through. You, know, you watch the NFL draft and you see these war rooms the teams yeah, have and all the phones on. It's kind right. of us. We got a food yeah. war room and phone in each ear. Yeah, they give online. us some water and lock us in yeah. all day. Yeah, got to get it done. It's, we're it's committed to the done. cause. It's yeah. tough. All right, alphabetical order. We will start with the Hope Watermelon Festival. Now this was first celebrated in 1926, and then it went away for a long time. And then it came back in 1977, thanks to my old friend, the late Pod Rogers, who was the circulation director and the part owner of the Hope Star newspaper. Now, did he invent the podcast? Is that where that came from? <laughs> he may have. He may have, have yeah. Pod. Started with the Hope Watermelon. Pod was quite a character. Uh, Pod, uh, Pod's shtick, if you will, in a less politically correct era, I might mm-hmm. note, was yeah. he always had postcards of the giant... Hope Watermelons, with young girls from the Hope area in bikinis sitting on top of them. And that was what he would go around handing out to everybody. There's a classic picture of 
those young ladies and the melons, the, the watermelons. There, there was a line pod right. used about melons that we will not we even will not do go. on this show because we are in the modern era. But Pod always had the same line when he would hand you the card, and I'll leave the rest well, to your yes. imagination. Well, this picture had that. Please say watermelons. With uh, Fulbright and McClellan <laughs> smiling, sitting on a melon. Yeah. So, classic. Exactly. So, Pod Rogers, what a character he was. Hard for me to believe that Hope Star doesn't even exist anymore. Sad. Shut down sad, a few months ago. My gatehouse. And we went all. to the Watermelon Festival two years ago, we, maybe. We did. We did. I was the MC of the political uh, eating contest, which the sheriff, we've talked about it before, wins every year. Every year. He's got it down. They've got to make him emeritus. You know, you're the emeritus winner. You can't compete you can't, anymore. Yeah. If you win eight, you have to retire. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's... And we've, we've talked about it on this show before, but this show is about telling the truth. We, we don't paint anything. There's no over. fake news here. No, sir. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't smooth it over. We tell it like it is. You and I both love our governor, but he was a real That's wimp when it came to eating watermelons. It was tonight. pitiful. I just say pitiful. <laughs> First of all, give up the fork. Absolutely. I'm not going to give that up. Governor, you got to stick your face down Who was there, the Andy? state senator that was there? Oh, Larry Teague. He was terrible. awful, too. It's Teague embarrassing. A, I know, yeah. Teague out of Nashville. Yeah. It's embarrassing. You got to get after it. Don't be, worry about getting it on your white the, the shirt. Is the sheriff like the, doesn't worry about it. Who's the boy that's won the hot dog? Kobayashi. Kobayashi, or yeah. He's, he, the, he's Kobayashi like the Kobayashi of watermelons. Of melons. Yeah. He does it in nine seconds. <laughs> That's a big slice. It's like yep. a two-foot slice of melon. It's like a machine going it's back It's unbelievable. Yeah. Just soaked with watermelon juice. He's, he's something to behold. The governor had had like two bites. It's yeah. really pitiful. See, so what I think they ought to do is make him the emeritus winner, and he by himself puts on an exhibition every year. I think year that's a good idea. And man. just says, here's how you do it. <laughs> and everybody watches that. And then you can bring the actual politicians up and well, you can see now, who Rex, wins among them. I have had some uh, anonymous uh, uh, contacts about maybe the sheriff is doing, he's preparing the melon slice. Yeah. Now, yeah, again, we are into investigative knife. reporting. Yeah, we're going to check this out. Yeah, some of our sources in Hempstead County told me the sheriff takes his pocket knife and he actually yeah. slices that slice smaller pieces. Which, if true, I, I'm not sure we might need a special counsel down there. Well, uh, to I look think into that uh, I've situation. talked with the uh, the sheriff's lawyer, mm -hmm. and he said if you'll uh, uh, read the rules closely, there's nothing prohibiting That's that. Not prohibiting so that means we've got to change the rules. Yeah, obviously. the rules got to be changed. Yeah. Sheriff, we love you, but you, you can't be cutting up your piece. You got eight. Let's let it go. Absolutely. So hope one. And we've had the melon too. I'll say this: you always think, well, the, a big melon. It's I mean, it's big, but it can't be that good. You know, they've got two giant tents, yeah. and I think it's $2 a slice, mm -hmm. and they're just spectacularly delicious. Yeah. I mean, not a bad bite in the melon. It's fantastic. And, and again, we did escape. We, If you've listened to past shows, you should probably heard this. And Paul and I, we're, we're at the point now we forget what we've said and what we hadn't said, so we say it again. Yeah. If you've heard but, this before, don't stop. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But my old biology teacher is from the famous Bright family which is known for their world record size watermelons. And Mr. Bright was trying to make us leave with a 200-pound melon, That's right. which we had to escape because we didn't know what yeah. to do with we it. We told him we'd come and back we and get it. And we would have killed ourselves trying to get it in your truck. No, could not have done it. Yeah. Is he, what, what do they call him, a seed breeder? Or what yeah, is that? yeah, that's what he basically takes the big seeds out of them, yeah. and then he sells them all over the country to people who are growing giant watermelons. Well, but he was going to give us a 200-pounder. Now, what would we have done had we gotten it in your truck, Paul? Well, maybe we could have brought it down here to Cal's. Yeah, that's true. And shared That'd it with our, our wonderful fest. colleagues here. I guess. What a great event, though. You know, Pod Rogers was on everything from the Glenn Campbell Good Time Hour, remember that show, <laughs> to the Smothers Brothers, yeah. to Let's Make a Deal, even, with Hope Watermelons. And it's going strong again, 10,000-plus every year. So that's, that's one of our food-themed events. Next, as we go in alphabetical order, and this is the youngest of our finalists, still, though it's 35 years old. Great event, International Greek Food Festival yes, here right. in Little Rock. And I got some good opus from the crowd. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. They were, re they were yeah. representing, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were representing well. Before we moved to Fayetteville, we could walk 
to the. Oh, so you're near Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church, yes. or were? Yeah, yeah we yeah. were. Yeah, you could walk down there, which you needed to because the parking was oh. completely out of control. Oh, we would park and ride buses. Yes. You know, it's gotten so big. Yeah, huge. Yeah, but my family's been going since our boys were young. Uh, it's been there since 1984, and these people do all of this at their house. All of the baklavas. Oh, they start at weeks May, in advance. Yes, yeah. yes, it's fantastic. Oh, great event, great event. All right, that's the second of our finalists. The third of our finalists is an event that, believe it or not, neither Paul nor I have been to, and we have got it on our list now. That is the Our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church annual spaghetti dinner down in Chico County. This sounds fantastic. Oh, doesn't, doesn't it, it though? Gotta go. Doesn't it though? Now they draw people from all over the Arkansas and the Mississippi right, Delta. Yeah. Been coming in droves for more than a century now. As you know, you had the Sunnyside Plantation there. You had a lot of early immigrants from Italy that were brought there uh, to work on the work on the plantation. Uh, the Sunnyside Plantation. Basically indentured servants right. is what they were right. Right. Uh, as they were brought in. Some escaped for Tiny Town later on. But, boy, that's a long history. This will be the 109th year this spring that they've had that event. Doesn't that sound good? Do you think you could receive, uh, could you go to confession? I probably could, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm Some sure of us need to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not going to name any names. So we went from the Orthodox event of the Greek festival to the Catholic event of Our Lady <laughs> of the Lake. And we've talked about we need to do one spring and summer where we just focus on all the Catholic yeah. suppers. You know, there's the, the one at Catholic Point that. Yeah, up near Center Ridge. Yeah, evidently it's just fantastic. Make their own sausages, pasta, everything. Yeah. Now, our next finalist, again, there's a tie, and it's the Tiny Town Grape Festival. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the people that settled Tiny Town left the Lake Village area. Right. Now, I know you find this hard to believe, knowing Chico <laughs> County as you do, but they thought it was a little too swampy, Perhaps. a little few too many mosquitoes. Right. The mosquitoes were a little big, a lot of malaria going around right, in those right, days. Right, yeah. So they said, let's get to the mountains. Well, and thank so goodness they They escaped. headed to the mountains and yeah. settled Tiny Town. But you know, there's I have this theory about people that live over there. You know, my wife's from Helena. Yes. And I don't know if you've been around a lot of people from Helena that, you know, they're always just a little slower. And people (laughs) are not sure what that is. Well, I maintain it's generations of mosquitoes and they have less blood flow to the brain because the mosquitoes are taking their blood. Now we're going to hear from everybody from the eastern half of the state. All of our listeners (laughs) in Lake Village are going to call call cows and speak to Dr. Strickland. Yes, and the mayor of Helena is a personal friend of mine. And you've probably just I take it all back. The Honorable (laughs) Kevin Smith, too, (laughs) now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he will be after you. Tiny Town Great Festival. Now, it's been going every August since 1899. And, Paul, now that you live in northwest Arkansas, I expect you. We've got to go. Yeah. This No, not just go. I expect you to participate in the grape stomp. I would like to. I want to see you out there in your bare feet stomping grapes this Maybe August. you could have a good Pentecostal feet washing before yeah. we go or we can, after. We can bring some of our massive backup staff at Cal's, and we can video <laughs> this, and we can put the video up of you in the grape stomp. You I, know, I think that's Rex, the, the, the gravy or the spaghetti sauce, as we yes, would call it. Yes, red gravy. Is they use uh, gizzards, mm, chopped up minced good, gizzards maybe. in yeah. the sauce. Doesn't yeah. that sound good? Yep. So that was a finalist. And then our next finalist, again, an event we've talked about before on the show, the World Championship Duck Gumbo Cook-Off. Mm. And I have always content, uh, contended, that's on the Saturday morning after Thanksgiving every year at Stuttgart, part of the Wings Over the Prairie Festival. I have always contended, Paul, that that is as close to Bourbon Street on Fat Tuesday as one can possibly get. It is a party. Is there any Let correlation between that and the Hope Watermelon uh, festival, uh, the way that you... <laughs> well, <laughs> let me put it this way. The gumbo cooking team show up about four in the morning. I don't think they've ever been to bed, and they're well lubricated. They tend to be when they yeah. get there to do the now, gumbo. Is there any uh, showing of the uh, getting the beads the, and all the, of that? The thing a... there is they all have stickers, like bumper stickers, made with their team name on it, and you slap the stickers on people's rears when they walk by. That... <laughs> That's Again. a lawsuit waiting to happen, I would <laughs> it say. It really is at this day <laughs> yeah. time, but yeah. that's always kind of that been That could be the, fun, though, yeah. That's always kind of been the shtick. Uh, now, when I worked in the governor's <laughs> office, this is a true story. Please don't and tell I'm gonna me you protect did that to the, the No, no, no. I'm going to protect the innocent of my friend. He is a 
well-known lobbyist. And he calls me on the Monday after that event. And he said, I have a confession to make. And I said, what? And he said, well, the governor and first lady was there. And I slapped a sticker on the first lady's rear. I had had a little too much to drink. (laughs) I said, well, she hadn't said anything to me. So let's just act like it didn't happen until I hear otherwise. I hope it's not on the front page of the Democrat. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. That... uh, uh, again, well, like when you say event. the front page of the Democrat, this is a great line. I've, I've always wanted to use this, but there was a member of our cabinet that we would worry about a little while, and we're down at the pre-coon supper. They have an event out on Marion Barry's farm every year, and uh, this guy was out there dancing to the band, and uh, <laughs> I love this line. I know a lot of people, and you'll know a lot of people you could use this line on, but a friend of mine standing to me, and he points to this guy and says, you know... I worry he's always about one drink away from the front page. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. front page news we didn't want in the administration. Yeah, Yeah. He he didn't make it to the post-coon celebration. So some of these guys are one drink away from the front page of the World Championship. But the gumbo is good. This year the uh, Arkansas Historical Association Conference will be in Stuttgart. I suspect there will be some duck gumbo, don't you, Matt? Surely. Got to be some duck gumbo. Yeah. Yeah. I have already already signed up. Uh, in fact, for field trip day, you know, one afternoon you get to go out and about on Friday afternoon. I I signed up uh, where we've already been on one of our excursions. But I want to go back to the St. Charles Museum. Oh right? yeah, interesting Fantastic. little community yeah. that is down on the lower it's a white. Great River. little museum. There. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we almost ran into the river, and we, you were wounded, wasn't it? Wasn't that <laughs> it's, it's where my head was bleeding. Yeah. yeah. So the things we do for things this podcast. Things we do to do research for yeah. this show. It turns out, before yes, you, you get out of the car, you should put it in park. Whose vehicle were we in? It wasn't yours. It was a bigger vehicle. I think it was a rental. Oh, okay, but it had a big old light hanging down, and of course I hit my head trying to get in the way back. It was the of video it. screen. That's oh yeah, what it, oh, was. it was the video screen that was down. literally bleeding, running down. It just down. bled like crazy. Remember, I, I'm going to bleed to death in yeah. St. Charles, Arkansas. It was so crazy that some guy came out of the office. Are y'all about to run in the river? Oh son? well, you put it in drive, headed toward the White River, which D&P was at flood stage at the time. <laughs> Always confused between the D and the P. <laughs> All right, so we have to have a winner. And our winner was uh, an iconic event, the Hope Watermelon, Hope Watermelon Festival. So we've done both the major watermelon festivals. We did festivals. Cave City the first right. year. Last year, we did another iconic event, the Gillette Coon Supper. Right. And now the Hope Watermelon. So yeah. two watermelons with coon in between. That says Arkansas. That's Arkansas. Arkansas what do you yeah, think? Yeah. I think you're exactly right. I think we're on the right but track. But you can see with those finalists, there's still a lot of deserving yeah. Uh, opportunities yeah. in the future. Yeah. So watermelon, coon, watermelon, those events are our first one, but there are a lot, a lot of good events still to go. So hang on. Yeah. There are years ahead and we're gonna we're gonna have some great ones in the years ahead. All right. Proprietor of the year. You ready for our ready. finalist? Ready. Now again, whew, they wore us out on the committee. Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Eligible nominees. And how many get to win? Last year there were only 24. We went from two dozen to 79. And I could talk for years about any of these people. But let's go again in alphabetical order with our finalists. First, from right here in Little Rock, my man Peter Brave. Now, Peter opened his original Brave New Restaurant in the former Steak and Egg Kitchen, bottom of Cantrell Hill, where Red Door is now. It's now been added on to. But when I was a young sports writer at the Arkansas Democrat, I lived in the old, awful Riverdale apartments that burned down. Uh, did a million dollars worth of improvements when those places burned down. But <laughs> I, that's where I lived. I got a furnished apartment, all I could afford coming out of college. Didn't own any furniture. And I would get off work, Paul, being a sports writer at about 1 a.m. <laughs> and I would come into the steak and egg kitchen, and many a night, other than the staff, I'd be the only sober one in there because the rest of the crowd had come out of the old wine cellar, yeah, the wine cellar. down there in the Quonset hut. Yeah, the swine cellar. Yeah, yeah, as it was called. 
And uh, and so when Peter went in there with this fine dining establishment, I would tell him, Peter, I, I just come in here and sometimes I'm just craving hash browns and scrambled <laughs> eggs. <laughs> that would be my dinner many a He's night. got a great but, place now. That's oh, a brave overlooking the river. Fantastic. You can see the Big Rock Quarry over on the other side. Uh, you can see the Little Rock skyline. And now this is a guy that worked at the Capitol Hotel. He worked at Chow. He worked in San Francisco. He worked in Tampa. He's always going to come out of the uh, kitchen and check on you. Peter Brave of yeah. Brave New Restaurant. Right. Yeah. Oh, good place. Now, I'm, I'm getting hungry going through these. <laughs> Next, my man, Sammy Lau. Now, I said during the ceremony that if you've ever been to Star of India, that actually Mensa should have some great award for Sammy. I mean, you talk about an intellectual ability. He not only remembers your name. Yeah. He remembers how long it's been yeah. since you've last been in there. Makes it's you feel amazing. bad about yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Where have you been, my friend? It's been two months since <laughs> yeah. I've seen you. I was in there once, and he said that to me, and I'm thinking, he doesn't know. He said, how's your wife at ULR? I thought, oh, my God. Exactly. He knows exactly who I am. Oh, what a great guy. Star of India, though. Great story. He was born in the Punjab province in northern India and uh, watched his mother's cooking. He later mastered European cooking when he lived in Germany. Moved to America, came to Dallas, looked at opening a restaurant there, said, no, this city's not quite right. Well, luckily for us, he found Little Rock, and Star of India has just been a gem for years. And, uh, again, the man who knows everybody, Sammy, well-deserving to be Great a Great buffet there, and uh, I try to order off the menu because the, the buffet is just beyond danger. Yeah, you just yeah. eat and eat and eat. Oh, you really do. You really do. All right, next finalist, Scott McGee, another great one. Scott was born in Fayetteville, but he was raised here in Little Rock, studied at the California Culinary Academy, worked at the famed Chez Panisse in Berkeley, came to Little Rock, opened Boulevard Bread Company, and what a great tradition in his family. Frank McGee was his dad, who was Juanita's Blue Mesa Grill, along with Mark Abernathy and others. His great-grandmother was the great Ruby Thomas of the Red Apple Inn up yeah, in Heber, Heber Springs, Springs, which yeah. was kind of the place to eat in Arkansas when I was a boy. And Scott's Yellow Rocket concepts, they just don't ever strike yeah. out. All of their concepts are hits. Yeah. Big Orange. Heights Taco and Tamale, Local Lime, Zaza, Lost 40 Brewing. Yeah, just fantastic. Yeah, all good. Yeah, all good. All good. I was just Lines in Heights Taco and Tamale about a week ago. Great, great places. Scott, I, I can't wait to see what his next concept is. I and mean, he's, a, he's every, a young man. Oh, yeah. And every concept he comes with is a yeah, hit. Is a hit, yeah. Really I don't got know if he's going to take on barbecue. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to take on fish, whatever. But they're all hits, and they're all great. So, he was very deserving. All of these, we were talking about this afterwards, Bo. We want all these people to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's it's uncomfortable yeah. that four of them are not going to get what they came for. Yeah. Next finalist, <laughs> another of my favorites, Cappy Peck. Yeah. Now, Cappy, here in Little Rock, a three-time finalist. Now, she claims she's self-taught, but let's do note that her grandparents were the great Sam and Henrietta Peck of the Sam Peck Hotel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, still still going down across from the Federal Building on Capitol Avenue in downtown Little Rock, uh, now back to its original name of the Frederica. But that was really, and this was before my time, but people said when there was really no other fine dining in Arkansas, so to speak, the Sam Peck was it. It was the place, yeah. In fact, when all the noted journalists came in from around the country, uh, they would stay at the Sam Peck uh, to cover the 1957 Little Rock Central desegregation crisis, and Harry Reasoner was later asked, of CBS, of course, was later asked, what's your favorite place to eat in the country? And he said the Sam Peck Hotel in Little Rock, <laughs> Arkansas, of all places. Now, Rex, and Harry I, went everywhere. I have a connection with uh, Cappy. I was, um, she and I are sort of colleagues, and we shared the uh, cooking experience. Yeah. Not really in the same kitchen, but we were both in the chili cook-off mm-hmm. last year at the Presbyterian Village. Yes. And uh, I had a team with uh, Professor Strickland, of course. Was when I gave you a shout-out on the Washita football <laughs> That's network. exactly right. We had a game that night. You were not able to attend. We were the chewing the fat team. Yes, yes. And Cappy uh, was one of the other teams. I think I think she was a loser as well. I'm not huh. sure. I think there was payoffs. I don't want to say that because the Presbyterian. Well, uh, man, I don't yeah. know. But she did say, what is it about your, what's your unique thing that you have in your chili and I told her it was salt pork mm-hmm. and she liked that idea 
So I've been sort of watching the menu, and if she comes up chili with salt pork, you'll know where it came I don't from. I know where it came from. Now, you know, I raised, Melissa and I raised our boys, basically. We lived for more than 20 years in the Andover condominiums here in Little Rock, and one of the reasons to stay there, it was walking distance from Trio's. Cappy's Trio's Restaurant. What a great place. And it's not long now until it'll be strawberry shortcake season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My gosh. And uh, another great finalist. And then our fifth finalist in the Proprietor of the Year category, Loretta Tacker. Now, if you're not familiar with Loretta, go over to East Arkansas, Marion Mm -hmm. in Crittenden County, to be exact. For more than 40 years, she's run Tacker's Shake Shack. Got to make sure I can say that right. (laughs) Now, back in 1977, Loretta and her husband purchased a former Tasty Freeze. You remember the Tasty Freeze chain? We had one in Arkadelphia when I was growing up. I'm from Arkadelphia. You're from where? Uh, In Bowdoin. Oh, okay. Okay. Northeast Arkadelphia. Get that in. All right. She renamed it the Shake Shack. She didn't have any formal training other than a week that the former (laughs) owner showed her what to do. But she relied on her experiences growing up and cooking for six siblings. Her late husband worked the counter. He's the one that invented the half-pound Big John (laughs) burger. Menu kept growing. Now she's got everything from catfish to country fried steaks to all kinds of sandwiches. Pies like hot fudge, apple, cherry, lemon, icebox, pecan, more than 40 flavors of milkshakes. Loretta Tacker, Shake Shack. Can't wait to go there. I've never been there. Yeah, now, I've been. I was visiting with her after, and it turns out the, the Tackers are from Turrell, uh-huh. which is not only the hometown of Nelson Catalina. The great basketball, the great player, basketball player and coach. Player, yeah. ASU coach. Uh, whose parents had the Turrell store there. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, she uh, Again, Delta Italians. Yeah. That's exactly right. But my friend Jimmy Fields is from Turrell. And I used to think, you know, if you're driving from M. Bowden to Memphis, you'd get on I-55 and there'd be an exit, Turrell Twist. I thought they were describing the off-ramp. Oh, the <laughs> Turrell Twist. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out there's a place called Turrell and another place it's called, called Twist. Twist. Yeah. And so, you know what Twist is famous for? Um... B.B. King. It's where he named Lucille. Lucille, yeah. Who's there was a attended. fight over a lady named Lucille. <laughs> there was a lantern turned over. The juke joint he was playing in at Twist caught on fire. B.B. went in to get his guitar and almost burned up. Got out with the guitar. But to remind him of how foolish he was of going into a burning building and to never do anything like that, he decided to name his guitar Lucille, which it was known as for the rest of his career. And we saw that at his funeral. And Lucille was on the horse on behind the hearse. The horse, following the hearse. Yeah. yeah. The things we do for this show. And we, stood, we went to B.B. King's funeral. Stood in next Indiana, to Dr. John. Yeah, from New Orleans. It's a very weird story, though. Yeah, yeah. It's it, a very it, weird day. It really is. This yeah, is a very blessing. weird show. It let's is, admit yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. All right, so our finalists, Peter Brave, Sammy Lyle, who remembers the last time you were in his restaurant, (laughs) Scott McGee, Cappy Peck, Loretta Tacker, and the winner, our proprietor of the year, Loretta Tacker of the Shake Shack. Can't believe you hadn't been there. you got to get in there. Got to go, yeah. I am speaking later, and I know they'll serve banquet food for dinner. Yeah. And I'm speaking to the annual banquet of the Marion Chamber of Commerce. So what I'm going to do, and then I'll just kind of play in my food that night and act like I'm eating yeah, it at the banquet. Right. But I'm going right. to go over early and have a late lunch at the Shake Shack. Yeah, you've never I told been, Loretta I'd be there. You've never had a big lunch and followed by a big supper, have N- you? Never. No. Never. Yesterday you did, in fact. <laughs> <as> I remember. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah. So it comes to them to think of it. All right, final category. And we got ten finalists in this one. This is the biggie. This, this is, is where biggie. we put three restaurants into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. What's so, the criteria? They, they, all right. We had 316 oh, nominations. <laughs> every part of the state. 316. Every Did county. I mention how hard we work on this committee? Very hard. It's tough. It's a labor of love. I tell you it's tough, as Rodney Dangerfield would say. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what the Hall of Fame should be. Lots of nominations. Every part of the state. So we're going to take it in alphabetical order, and we're going to start, well, maybe numerical order. Yeah, well, yes. Because yeah. we're going to start with the Fordyce Restaurant, the first of our ten finalists. That's yeah. the number four D-I-C-E. And now, where is it? It is, of course, in Fordyce, Fordyce yeah. on Highway 167. Now, back in 1975, put the Fordyce on the map, there were a couple of guys in a little band called the Rolling Stones. Yeah, you may I've have heard, heard of them. Thank you. Yeah. Guy named Keith Richards, guy named Ron Wood. They had played in Memphis. They were decided to drive to their next show in Dallas. 
language. Now, how you go from Fordyce going from Memphis to Dallas, I'm not sure. I think they got lost. But it's Probably. Keith Richards. He can do what yeah, he wants, right. right? I mean, that explains it all. I mean, it's Keith Richards driving. So they stop in for a bite in Fordyce. The locals recognize them. They pose for a series of photographs, but they also pose for mug shots. Yeah, yeah. Because Oops. I think they had some substances in the car that the accused, local sure. constable really didn't like. And so that made it famous. It hit the papers. Uh, in fact, there's a, there's a great book called Get Carter by Bill Carter in Arkansas, who was the attorney for the Rolling Stones. And anytime they'd get in trouble, they, the line was, Get Carter! Get Carter, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's the name of the book. It's a it's a fun book. So they had to get Carter on this one. And then when I was working in the governor's office, I might note that Governor Mike Huckabee later pardoned them many years later good. and cleansed well, their record. Good, yes, yeah. and well-deserved. Well, the Rolling Stones don't have a record in Arkansas anymore. Now, for the record, Ron Wood reportedly went back for seconds on the chicken fried or the fried chicken buffet. Meanwhile, Keith Richards had the 16-ounce T-bone, and he did heed his waitress's advice. Through our crack research staff, I can tell you that waitress was Wanda Parnell. Yes, Wanda. Wanda Parnell of Fordyce mm-hmm. waited on Keith Richards, and her advice was to pour a lot of brown gravy on his French fries. Always, yeah. So he did, yeah. he did eat that. <laughs> so the first of our finalists, the Fordyce restaurant of Fordyce. Now, did this happen, I guess this happened after the Beatles retired to Walnut Ridge or Yeah, something. yeah, that would have been later on. Yeah. Later, yeah, that was yeah. earlier on. So there's a Beatles park now in downtown Walnut, Walnut Ridge. Ridge. Why is it there a Rolling Stones park in downtown Fordyce? an opportunity. I, I think yeah. we need to get our uh, Ph.D. Now, historians on the Bear Bryant Museum that we've been to. But there needs True. to be a Rolling Stones Park Absolutely. there now, too. Well, I, I think mean, where else can lay claim to Bear Bryant and the Rolling Stones? Think about it. I think they have to finish their first big project that they have planning. I think it's in the works, which is a giant uh, memorial to the greatest football coach in uh, University of Arkansas history, Houston Nutt. You know, the Nutt families are from. Comes from Fort So Ice. I think yeah. they're going to do that. And then they'll do the Rolling Stones. Well, of course, there. Larry Laceville, the great yeah. ASU coach, comes from Fort Ice. The it's winningest the coach of coaches in uh, Indian history. All right, we digress. <laughs> but that's what this show is all about, that's us digressing. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of our shtick. All right, AQ Chicken House, another yeah. classic. The they ate there two weeks ago. Yeah, in Springdale. The A stands for Arkansas. The Q stands for quality. Now, in 1947, Roy C. Ritter, a Fayetteville chicken man, Got to love that name, don't you? Ritter. If I ever ha- write a novel, there's going to be a Roy C. Ritter in it. I guarantee you. <laughs> love that name. That just says Arkansas to me. At the time, Highway 71 was only two lanes wide. It wasn't even paid. <laughs> that was a sleepy little isolated corner of the yeah, state yeah. in 1947. Sam Walton hadn't even left Newport yet. Yeah, he was still, still in Newport. Newport. He yeah. hadn't moved to northwest Arkansas, still running the Ben Franklins. But Mr. Ritter was a poultry pioneer. He was one of the first to build large chicken houses. Your son is now deals with chicken houses. So you Smells understand. like money, as they yeah, say. Yeah, you understand how important they are to the you Arkansas economy. But he was early, and so... In addition to the chicken houses, he built a processing plant. And before anybody had ever heard the business term vertical integration, (laughs) this cat was into vertical integration because he also had a restaurant. So he could raise the chickens, he could process them, and then he sold them in his own restaurant. So farm to table. It started in in, uh, Springdale, the farm to table movement. So the AQ chicken house, another (laughs) one of our Were these free range, you think? Uh, No, no. I don't don't think they were ranging anywhere. (laughs) Cage rays, yeah. Mr. Ritter's chicken house. Still a good place. Jan and I ate there about two weeks ago. You know, it's pan-fried chicken. Oh, yeah. It's delicious. Their livers are good, by the way. That's what I had the last time I was there. Just fantastic. Yeah. Still the same old... Building really nice. Yeah, yeah, great place, iconic place. All right, another icon. Uh, <laughs> just a couple of blocks from where we're taping right now. That would be, of course, Bruno's mm. Little Italy. You had four Italian immigrant brothers that came through Ellis Island, came in from Naples back at the turn of the twentieth century. They brought with them all these cooking skills. Now, the son of one of the uh, of one of those men. Luckily for us here in Arkansas, a guy named Jimmy Bruno, locally, ends up at Camp Robinson during World War II. He returns just after the war's end to open his Little Italy uh, Cafe over in North Little Rock. 
in the um, Levy neighborhood. That's about 70 years ago. Now, Jimmy's sons, Jay, Vince, and Gio, grow up in the restaurant business. They're now downtown in Little Rock, and just last year they got national attention because you remember Guy Fieri mm-hmm. was in with the Food Network <clears throat> yep. and his show Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. They filmed here. He raved about the food. Oh, my, my sons love it. My wife loves it. One of our favorite places, Bruno's, Little Italy, and this is the third consecutive year they've been one of our yep. ten finalists. Right. Yeah. Icon. They're going to make it one of these days. Oh, yeah, they, they will. <clears throat> All right, next. Another place where you've been to the original, Paul, and uh, on a day when you had far too much to eat, I might note. That's Burgess. <laughs> Speeding ticket. Yeah. Now, the day you went to Burgess, we had stopped. We'll talk about Keeney's and Malvern later. We'd had breakfast at Keeney's and Malvern. Yes. And then we went to the Full breakfast, We went the to the Purple Hall Pea Festival yeah. and went to the all-you-can-eat black-eyed pea luncheon. A, turns out a lot of peas. And then we went to Burgess, because you never had been to the original. Have a snack. And we had yeah. to have a turkey sandwich and there. And a fried pie. And then we ate catfish, and catfish in Garland City. And that's when you just kind of played that with your blood. Pretty well had done it by yeah. then. Cut it. The yeah. trick is to cut them up into pieces and cover them with bread. Yeah. So it looks like you've... Yeah. And then luckily, you however ate every bit of yours. Yeah, yeah. And then luckily, we found as we went on through Texarkana and hit I thirty back to Little Rock, we did find the State Tourist Information Center, and the restrooms were open. Well, thankfully, they were closed. Night. A near panic when it, we realized it was closed, but they were thinking ahead, and uh, you could get into the restroom. Yeah, yeah. The visitor center was closed. I had to powder could, my nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to wash my hands. My Rex, that was too to much say. to eat. But we did it. We did it. All right. Alden Burge. Now, he began smoking turkeys in his backyard in Louisville. He moved up from Shreveport, and he began smoking these turkeys in 1953. He was working in the oil fields down there, and they were so good that all of his coworkers started asking him to smoke turkeys for them. Pretty soon, on Friday nights, anytime Louisville High School had a home football game, he opened up, and people would come there and have turkey. They'd also have barbecued chicken before the game. So in 1962, Mr. Burge and his wife Margaret and their three kids took over a small dairy bar at the corner of Highways 29 and 82, main intersection there. The original Burge's opened in 1962. By 1977, they had a location in Little Rock up in the Heights that's still going strong. And now they ship those smoked chickens, those smoked turkeys, all over the country. And hams. Um, they, yeah. they do uh, oh, country hams, hams. Yeah, they do the catalogs, and they literally ship yeah. them all over the country. The yeah. best fried pies in Arkansas, oh, I think. A- absolutely. Fantastic. And absolutely. The, the building, they're still in the original building in uh, Louisville. Yeah. We stop there. And so if you have to do four meals in a day, that needs to be one of them, start, right? Yeah. Well, turkey's very healthy. <laughs> exactly. What about the milkshakes we well, got to go along with? Well, situation. Yeah. All right, so Burgess, hickory smoked turkeys and hams. Next, now, most people just know this is Craig's Barbecue. The official name, I will have you know, is Craig Brothers Cafe. Over in Duval's Bluff, Prairie County, it's called Craig Brothers because there were two brothers, Wes and Lawrence Craig. Now, Lawrence had learned to cook on a boat on the Mississippi River, Mm -hmm. and he was tired of being on the water, so he was looking for something on dry land and found uh, Duval's Bluff, which is dry at least part of the year and uh, began cooking for friends, neighbors, tourists. That was the main highway, of course, then, right. U.S. 70, between Little Rock and Memphis before I-40 was built. And now they're in their third generation. And uh, Wes's son, Robert, who started cooking there when he was like three or four years old, he was helping out in the kitchen. Robert was at the event. He carries on the Craig's family name. And, uh, you know, I like a lot of barbecue places, but as I've said before, my mother was from Prairie County. We'd visit my grandparents. We'd road trip from Desark down to Duval's Bluff. I was raised on this. If I had to pick just one barbecue yeah. in the stadium, it would be correct. <laughs> Me too. I get two hot chops. It's addictive, you isn't it? You just can't quit. You start, I always plan on taking, taking one, one home. home and you never make it. I never make it. You Either never eat make it, it there or by the time I get to downtown Hazen, they're both gone. And to tell off on you, you're a bad influence on me, Paul, mm-hmm. but to tell off on you that there was, of course, the trip that we've talked about before. When Craig's was merely our appetizer, yeah. and then we went to Murray's, which is nearby, and had catfish afterwards. Well, we weren't planning on that. We were going to Murray's, and we realized they didn't open till they 5. They weren't open yet. It was like 4.30 4. in the afternoon. Yeah, we so had we had an appetizer of a giant sandwich, barbecue sandwich just slopped all over everywhere. 
and ate it in a tornado, basically, <laughs> yeah, exactly. overlooking the river. While overlooking the White River. Then we had <gasps> the catfish at Murray's. I'm getting oh. a little ill just thinking about it, but it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. The Craig Brothers Cafe. Now, this is another three-time finalist. Three times. Mm. The iconic Doe's Eat Place here yeah. in Little Rock. Yeah. Now, you and I happened to go to Doe's on the day we announced the finalists, yes, going did. in advance. It was one of the finalists. But 1988, old George Eldridge, my friend George, was a pilot. He started flying his clients down to Greenville to the original Doe's, got with the Cigna family, worked out a deal where he would bring the name and the recipes to Little Rock. He also had a legendary chef named Lucille Robinson who was in the kitchen for years. 1992, of course, Bill Clinton runs for president. All the Clinton staffers hang out in there. And so because the staffers hang out in there, all the press begins hanging out in there. They start doing stories about Little Rock. They write about does. Suddenly the Little Rock location becomes more famous nationally. Yeah. Than the lo- the original over in Greenville, and it's still going strong. Now George is pretty much running the tamale factory, which we've mm-hmm. talked about over yes. in Gregory. Right. But George's daughter Catherine Eldridge took over back in 2012. For a quarter of a century, Chef David Brown has overseen things in the kitchen, and it remains good. Another three-time finalist does eat place. Taking tamales, it's hard mm. to eat. Mm. Now, little hidden jewel I mentioned earlier that. We discovered, and, and I think the rest of the state now is starting to discover it, Keeney's Food Market in Malvern. Part grocery store, part restaurant. Yeah. I mean, it's full grocery yeah. up front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Butcher, meats, you know, vegetables. Yeah, it's Canned goods. Yeah, it's a grocery store. But then tables in the back where they serve breakfast and lunch, which are both wonderful. Charles and Maureen Keeney. Have been running that place for 62 years. years. The same couple. Yeah. Yeah. The same couple. Now, if you want one of the best ribeye steaks you're ever going to have, Thursday is steak day in Malvern at Keeney's. There's also burgers. There's also chicken and dressing, pork roast, roast beef, meatloaf, barbecue, vegetables, potatoes, or you can get a fried bologna sandwich, and then there's breakfast, and then there's the, as I mentioned to our crowd last night, I told off on you, the sausage that literally made Paul Austin cry. Well, I watched you wipe the tears. Unbelievable, from your eyes. emotional sausage eating. <laughs> I mean, how good is that? Well, I told you it tastes like my daddy's yeah. homemade sausage that yeah. he made at McLeod's Grocery at Imboden. Yep. And I've never been able to replicate it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And ate it there. And, and what was, was great is Mr. Keeney came out, came out and lectured us on the art of sausage. The art making, of sausage right? making. Yeah. And How he, much fat you need? He said most people don't put enough fat, right? Most people put too much lean. No, uh-huh. you need fat. Yeah. And, and where's the little uh, butcher's cap? butcher's uh, paper hat like they my had dad had a cowboy wore. hat on for the fun. Yeah, he dressed he, up, he dressed for, up that. for that. Man. Yeah. yeah, it's and you can actually get um, sausage. Uh, he, he the last time I was there, he made some patties and and I He's took quite them home. the character. Mr. Keeney's in his eighties and drives a Corvette. Drives a Corvette. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I'm a sure great he was place. in one last. But, uh, yeah, it's just fantastic. And the biscuits are just oh, unbelievably delicious. And a cast iron skillet of all things. big old fluffy yeah. cathead biscuits. Huh. Huh. And that gravy to put oh, on them? Oh, my Lord. It's a brown gravy, and yeah. it's delicious. Now, that's where we had started that day started, before yeah. you ate lots of black-eyed peas. <sighs> purple hull peas. Purple hull yeah. peas, yeah. 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 Uh, that was a yeah, long Yeah, purple hull, I mean, yeah. the Emerson Purple Hall Pea yes. Festival. Let me get that correct. You, have you noticed? Which Rick, are very cleansing. Uh, they are indeed. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, you know, they've changed the date. It was always in July and just beyond hot. Every so time they, we've been, it's been over hundred oh degrees. Oh my lord! So now so it's it early June. Oh, okay. I yeah. missed that. Yeah, they've moved it. Well, that's hopefully it'll be a little, a little warmer. We thought one year, we were fearful that the photographer who had about forty pounds of equipment on his neck <laughs> from the Texas and Gazette. Yeah. Was going to die of a oh, yeah. heat stroke next to us. You know that boy was worn out. Wasn't worn he? out, and you know, as you know, my philosophy is never miss a chance at humor, yeah. and that's as often backfired. <laughs> you know, and very I for- often, I forget what we said to this boy. We were sitting under one of the tents. He was just didn't even smile. Didn't smile at he you. He was did like, yeah. "What jerk sent me down here <laughs> yeah, to this I, nightmare?" I, I get this aside, but it's a hundred and five degrees. <laughs> Got to get out of this business. Yeah, and they sent me to Emerson. Yeah. Emerson, it was really hot. Oh, oh. All right, next finalist, and this is another finalist that's that's been making it every year. 
up to Blyville. The Cream Castle. Cream Castle. Where you and I had pulled oh. the car up uh. into the drive-in many a time. 1952, they start by just selling hot dogs. Stephen John's. Hot dogs, or you could get them with chili. Hot dogs with chili and onions, you could get six for a dollar in those days. I think I could eat six hot dogs with yeah. chili and onions. Yeah. By 1955, he'd added his charcoal pit, barbecue, or the pig sandwich, pig as they sandwich, call it in right, Bible, right. had been added. Then the Castle Burger came along. And today, they've got a few seats inside, but I like the experience of eating in the yeah, car. mostly in the truck. You get yeah. the flies out, yeah, and, you yeah. know. And usually, I go with two pig sandwiches. Two there, pig sandwiches, With yeah. extra sauce. Yeah. Like. Or get a jumbo. And again, yeah. the Blyville pig sandwich, it's its own thing. Dixie Cafe, doesn't matter. I mean, uh, um, Dixie Pig, or, or you can go to Benny Bob's. Uh, you can uh, go to Yank's. Uh, uh, any of those great libel places, but it's really finely chopped with slaw. Right. They'll think you're a Yankee, I said, as you don't get the slaw on it. Right. And it's almost clear vinegar-based right. sauce. Just, Just almost clear. Really good. But that's a good place for it. And again, Creamcastle's been doing it for yeah. years. And you Al know, Roker went by there a few years ago and did a story on them. So. I remember. I think you maybe had written about it either in the paper or the blog or one yeah. of them. You had like six or eight Long responses from people from there and iconic mm-hmm. and changed oh, yeah. their life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love the Cream Castle. So that's with two Ks. Cream Castle. Yeah. Two Ks. Next, now the oldest bar in Arkansas. But now they're also known for their food. So we're not just going on the drink side here. And that's the Ohio Club over on Central Avenue. Classic place. 1905, old John Coffee Williams and his nephew Sam Watt founded the places. Got an old, beautiful mahogany bar that's uh, just been too many elbows through the years. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just smooth as it can be. I mean, Al Capone has had drinks in there, <laughs> Lucky Luciano, Bugsy Siegel, Oni Madden, of course, who retired, so to speak, in Hot Springs, all regulars. Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth. back when spring practice was there. Uh, everybody from May West to Al Jolson through the years has been there since 1905. But now they're also known for their food. Some of the best burgers in the state, classic Reuben sandwiches. I tell you, Mike Petty does a great job with that place. Uh, great chef, uh, Mike the Chef there, uh, Dona, and the Ohio Club players. They have live entertainment at night, <laughs> a true Arkansas classic. Ohio Club around since 1905. You know, uh, listing uh, listing those uh, people that had eaten there kind of reminds me of Imbo. Now that I think about <laughs> all it. the famous people all the famous that have been people. through. Well, you know, Ernest Hemingway was from Imbo. Well, I mean, he we think he visited there. Uh, maybe. maybe we think maybe. maybe we hadn't got it nailed down exactly. And was that an elephant that died there or something else? Well, it may have been a polar bear. Oh, I'm not sure which. That's another story for another show. <laughs> all right, our next finalist. We've already talked about this place because it was also a finalist for proprietor. And, again, that's Star of Star India. Star of India, yeah. Like I said, Sammy first came to Dallas, decided that wasn't going to work, comes up to Little Rock, kind of likes what he sees, comes back again and again, and opens his restaurant in 1993. And, you know, that's back before we had any Indian food in Little Rock, and it's, it's just spectacular. Now Our we have a lot of uh, Indian restaurants. Oh, but we do. Got a Pakistani restaurant. Star of India is still going strong. Still, still going strong. Still the favorite. Everybody wants to go in there and see Sami Lau. So, anyway, those are 10 very deserving finalists, and we could only choose three of them. So let me walk through our 10 finalists again, and then we'll have the drum roll, and our three winners. The Fordyce Restaurant in Fordyce. The AQ Chicken House in Springdale. Bruno's Little Italy in Louisville, I mean in Little Rock, Burgess in Louisville and Little Rock, Craig's in Duvall's Bluff, Doe's Eat Place in Little Rock, Keeney's Food Market in Malvern, Cream Castle in Blyville, the Ohio Club in Hot Springs, and Star of India in Little Rock, our 10 finalists. Now, only three a year go in, so these will be number seven, eight, and nine in the history of the Hall of Fame. Our first three two years ago were Jones Barbecue over in Mariana, Lassus Inn. Mr. Washington was there last night. He was night. there, yes. Uh, Great Buffalo and Catfish in Little Rock. Rhoda's Famous Hot Tamales in Lake Village. And then our second year, the inductees were Frankie's Cafeteria of Little Rock, McClard's Barbecue of Hot Springs, and Venetian Inn of Tonti Town. So Good those class. are the first six, and it is time for number seven, 
number eight and number nine, our first inductee in the class of 2019. Again, Paul and I crave it on a regular basis. Craig's Barbecue Craig's in barbecue. Ball's Bluff. Just iconic and well-deserved. And Now, there's nothing that says you have to have a barbecue place every year, but we have. But we have, yes. I mean, we had Joneses at Mariana to start. We had McClard's in yeah. Hot Springs last year. We had Craig's in Duvall's Bluff this year. All icons. And love them all. I don't think we're through, just, no, just to be no. honest with you. There are more barbecue places yeah. out there. Yeah. Craig's I mean, very deserving. And I'm not sure this even gets nominated, but you know Cypress Corner over near Mariana yeah. needs to be in Fantastic. there someday. Yeah. Little hidden place. Very Going to good. Helena, not that far off the road to Helena. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some other Take old places. Stubby's over in Hot Springs. Been around forever. Yeah. Speaking of uh, McClard's. All right, so Craig's our first one this year. Our second member of the Arkansas Food Hall of Fame for 2019, Keeney's Food Market yes. of Malvern. Just thrilled. And like I said, people in Malvern have known about it for 60 years, yeah. but it's just now really getting on the statewide. Just now. a hidden gem. Yeah. They brought about half the town I with them. I think the last entire family though. was there for yeah. sure. And they were genuinely thrilled. They really were. And uh, well deserved. It's one of those that the kind of thing that the Hall of Fame needs to recognize. Yeah. God like bless Kenny's. Mr. and Mrs. King. Yeah. That was still going strong. That's still going strong. And then memories of Paul and his turkey sandwich, our third inductee, Burgess, Burgess. of Louisville and Little Rock. Yeah. Get the turkey crack there, the turkey uh, salad, which is beyond delicious. Yeah. And um, I've uh, bought their uh, smoked turkeys at Thanksgiving. Just yeah. wonderful. Uh, really just a fantastic restaurant. Again, iconic and deserves a place. I was just in Burgess a week ago for lunch. Really? I was in the neighborhood. I will tell you why I was there. I, I will admit it. You know, there's a there's a shell station up there, the Forest Heights Shell, that's the last place I know of in Little Rock that has full service <laughs> at a gas station. Well, it was pouring rain, and I was going to be on the road the rest of the week, yeah. and I had a tire showing low, and I thought, I'm so lazy, I'm not going to air up this tire out in the rain. <laughs> so I went over there to the full service, you know, pay a little extra for my gas. That's all right. So the guy will air up all my tires and check it. Even in the rain, he cleaned the windows and he checked the oil. <laughs> I'd have to do that and splurge every once in a while. Well, I was right by Burgess, so I had to have Miserable lunch. Then. Yeah. yeah. I think the last place I remember uh, that I, that had full service that I used was the DX station in Embo. <laughs> DX. Well, I, Bert, I remember DX. Burt Weldricks owned it. Yeah. And I was I loved the DX because it was right next to the First Baptist Church. Yeah. And uh, K.D. McLeod was our Sunday school teacher. And K.D. was a good Christian man, but he wasn't interested in preparing a whole lot for a class. So we'd have a prayer and read a Bible verse, and he then he'd say, you boys are going over to DX and get you a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had we had uh, uh, Herb Neal's line station in Arkadelphia, and it was full service. And not only that, if you really wanted to splurge, and you'll remember these days before there were car washes everywhere, where a full-service station would do a car wash. Do a car wash, yeah. And you could leave your car there for an oil change and a wash all at the same time. So when you came back, your car was full of gas. The oil had been changed, and they'd washed the car. Too. So the Shell station yeah. still does full service. They, full service, yeah. And a full mechanic there. But, yeah, I, I mean, you've got to go there just for back in time. It's plus worth your, it. Plus you're by they, they fill it. You sit in your car, as I was doing in the rain because I was lazy. They check all four tires. They clean the back window. They clean the front window. They check your oil. He pulled, uh, poured fluid. I was a little low on my washer fluid for my window. They, they do it all. Plus, Burgess has... Uh, and then they take your credit card inside and bring out the receipts. You don't have to get out of the car. Fantastic. Yeah. I love the apricot uh, fried pies at Burgess. Just fantastic. Yeah. Boy, a lot of places. I'm, I'm getting hungry, hungry now. now. Yeah. What a great list. Congratulations to all that of the was inductees. A, a wonderful event. It's really kind of like the Oscars. It's yeah. unbelievable, yeah. the turnout. The, ha the room was full. The Ron Robinson Auditorium was full. Yeah. And people cheering and yelling... But for the first time, we had a little pushback, if you remember. You, well, we what, had a what lot you... of people from Lake Village there, and I mentioned what I said earlier, which is true, but that uh, because of all the coverage in 92, the Little Rock Dose became more famous than the original, and somebody hollered out, no, no! from Lake Village. Because <laughs> yeah, they're right across the river. Because they all go over to the original, the green green one, yeah. which I yeah. love. Yeah. Which, by the way, is on Nelson Street. I can always remember how to get there. Yes. Which is a great place. Yeah. Yeah. A great place. It that is. was a wonderful event. The Department of Arkansas Heritage deserves uh, credit for what they've done with that. All right. Uh, well, we will let you get back to the frozen north and 
All exactly. your snooty neighbors at the country club. The country you can club. go play a round of golf and I told someone drink I'm, a Manhattan and whatever you've turned into. I'm afraid days, that yeah. I'm going to have to turn in my Commonwealth College alumni <laughs> credentials because <laughs> yeah. I probably wouldn't go over well at the, with the country, country club. club. Yeah. Not only am I joining the country club, I also have my own golf cart yeah. that I pick up Thursday, uh-huh. by the way. And I have a golf cart, a garage annex at the house for my golf cart with yeah. its, uh, with a you know an op- uh, automatic opening door. It's fantastic. Although although the Commonwealth College, you come by it honestly because as you have described your own mother to me, she is just almost a communist. When Virtual you her- Trotskyite. <laughs> When you describe her politics. She's a Trotskyite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, truly the only socialist in Imboden, I suspect. There, yeah. It's so bad that there are certain subjects, uh, it's, uh, the ladies' uh, uh, class, Sunday school class in Imboden, they say, don't bring that up, Willene's here. Oh, yeah, Willene, we don't <laughs> so want to have to Mom her. started on that. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway. But I'll bet she'll ride in my golf cart. Yeah. At least she didn't name you after Eugene Debs like Orville Faubus' dad did him. <laughs> I'll tell you my favorite Orville Faber story real quick. I know we've got plenty of time. <laughs> so who was the old boy who was, I'm forgetting names now, head of the NEH, the congressman from Indiana? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, James, Jim Leach. Yeah, Leach. Yeah, was Republican. Leach. But, right. And so when he came down here for a visit, now he's the head of NEH, and mm-hmm. he told us that his father, um, they were sitting around the table, and this is after the 57 crisis. Right. And they were sort of... Uh, saying what you might imagine about Orville Falb is deserved mm-hmm. bad things. Mm-hmm. But there, his father said, be easy what all you say about him. He said, I served with him in World War II. Wow. And he said, Orville Falvis was the finest officer I ever served with. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. I've not heard that side of Orville Falvis before. So we've come full circle with Falvis because I ate with him at the shack, as we mentioned the shack earlier. Rex, it's all about food. And it, it, it's it all, all comes food. back to food, doesn't yeah. it? Congratulations to our nominees, to our finalists, and certainly to our inductees. Good job. Good job. All right. See you next time. See you next time. Thanks. You've been listening to the Chewing the Fat podcast with Rex and Paul, a production of the Central Arkansas Library System. For more information, please visit cows.org or butlercenter.org. Join us next time for more Arkansas food, festivals, and folks.